0: Generation of Detectives. Jab grinned more widely. Oh, I don't know, he said. Miller, the man who's on this case, is a smart chap. You may be very sure he won't overlook a footprint or a cigar ash, or a crumb, even. He's got eyes that see everything. So, mon ami, said Poirot, has the London sparrow. "'but, all the same, I should not ask the little brown bird "'to solve the problem of Mr. Davenheim. "'Come now, monsieur. "'You are not going to run down the value of details as clues? "'Oh, by no means. "'These things are all good in their way. "'The danger is they may assume undue importance. "'Most details are insignificant. "'One or two are vital. "'It is the brain, the little grey cells.' tapped his forehead, on which one must rely. The senses mislead. One must seek the truth within, not without. (laughs) Now you don't mean to say, Monsieur Poirot, that you would undertake to solve a case without moving from your chair, do you? (laughs) That is exactly what I do mean. Granted, the facts were placed before me. I regard myself as a consulting specialist. Jap slapped his knee. "'Well, hanged, if I don't take you at your word, "'bet you a fiver you can't lay a hand, "'or rather tell me where to lay my hand "'on Mr. Davenheim, dead or alive, before a week is out.' Poirot considered. "'Eh bien, mon ami, I accept. "'Le sport, it is the passion of you, English. <laughs> "'Now, the facts. <clears throat> well, "'On Saturday last?' As is his usual custom, Mr. Davenheim took the 12.40 train from Victoria to Chingside, where his palatial country seat, the Cedars, is situated. After lunch he strolled round the grounds and gave various directions to the gardeners. Now, everybody agrees that his manner was absolutely normal and as usual. After tea, he put his head into his wife's boudoir, saying that he was going to stroll down to the village and post some letters. He added that he was expecting a Mr. Lowen on business. If he should come before he himself returned, he was to be shown into the study and asked to wait. Mr. Dabenheim then left the house by the front door, passed leisurely down the drive and out at the gate, and was never seen again. From that hour he vanished completely. Hmm, pretty, very pretty. Altogether, a charming little problem, murmured Poirot. Proceed, my good friend. About a quarter of an hour later, a tall dark man with a thick black moustache rang the front doorbell and explained that he had an appointment with Mr. Davenheim. He gave the name of Lowen, and, in accordance with the banker's instructions, was shown into the study. Nearly an hour passed. Mr. Davenheim did not return. Finally, Mr. Lowen rang the bell and explained that he was unable to wait any longer, as he must catch his train back to town. Mrs. Davenheim apologised for her husband's absence, which seemed unaccountable, as she knew him to have been expecting the visitor. Mr. Lowen reiterated his regrets and took his departure. Well, as everyone knows, Mr. Davenheim did not return. Early on Sunday morning the police were communicated with, but could make neither head nor tail of the matter. Mr. Davenheim seemed literally to have vanished into thin air. He had not been to the post-office, nor had he been seen passing through the village— At the station they were positive he had not departed by any train. His own motor had not left the garage. If he had hired a car to meet him in some lonely spot, it seems almost certain that by this time, in view of the large reward offered for information, the driver of it would have come forward to tell what he knew. Not true, there was a small race meeting at Entfield, five miles away, and if he had walked to that station he might have passed unnoticed in the crowd, but... Since then, his photograph and a full description of him have been circulated in every newspaper, and nobody's been able to give any news of him. Now, we have, of course, received many letters from all over England, but each clue, so far, has ended in disappointment. On Monday morning, a further sensational discovery came to light. Behind a portiere in Mr. Davenheim's study stands a safe, and that safe had been broken into and rifled. The windows were fastened securely on the inside, which seems to put an ordinary burglary out of court, unless, of course, an accomplice within the house fastened them again afterwards. On the other hand, Sunday...